like not expecting this, huh? You're like, damn, when I saw him, it sounded like I thought he could beat my ass, but now it's like he will press charges if I touch him. <laughs>
you got to control the crowd. If a nigga come yeah. on that was ass, you got to be like, all right, everybody, <laughs> fuck that nigga. We got more good shit. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you got to keep people that, that up and down. Do you? Do you prefer hosting or do you just like, nah, man, I'd rather just do my stand up and get fuck the fuck hosting. Like, the people <laughs> that do it, like, I respect the hell out of, but I hate hosting so fucking much. And I know, like, some of my boys, my boy Charles Angle, like, the dude can host a goddamn show, but, like, I just don't got it in me. Like, call me up when y'all done and I'll just, I'll do my set and bounce. Like, I can't. I, I can't do the whole crowd thing. Like, the hosts, they got a big job to do, and you got to, like, control the energy of the stage. And like I said with Martin, like, there were times when niggas was up there bombing on Def Comedy Jam. The nigga before Bernie Mac ever went on stage bombed, and mm-hmm. Martin had to make up whatever that dude did to um, have Bernie Mac have, like, at least a decent time up there. Right. It's kind of hard to follow a bad comic sometimes. So It's hard to follow a good one, hard yeah. to follow a fucking bad one. Yeah, like, and, like, that transition that he did from a dude, like, bombing to bringing Bernie Mac out was, like, probably one of the greatest transitions of all time. It, it, would you rather follow somebody that's ass, or would you rather follow somebody that just tore the house down? If you have I like it. following people that tear the house down. When I first started, that shit was, like, terrifying. <laughs> You'd be like, well... Y'all about to have a rough one over here, man. <laughs> Y'all niggas need to lower your expectations because I'm not about to give you that. I was like, this ain't happening. I'm sorry. I'm just, I used to want to go up there and just apologize before somebody killed it. Like... <laughs> This is going to be a rough five minutes, y'all. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, like, now, like, when somebody bomb, I'm like, all right, let's see if we can get this back, huh? Right, right. Let's bring it back to life. Yeah. And I want to also know, like, with, uh, with, like, movies and TV shows, did either one, like, influence you more? Or was it, like, neither really? Or did one have, like, a bigger impact on you than another? Or is it, like, kind of the same? Um. Not really, like, probably more now. Like, movies and TV shows probably influence, because I just like writing a lot now, so uh, I would say, like, movies and TV shows influence, like, my comedy just, I respect the writing form more now. Like, when I was a kid, I just, if something was funny, it was funny. Like, I wasn't thinking any deeper into that. Mm. I mean, my family, like, watched a bunch of comedies and... They like bit burned in my head. Like I said, you got the boomerang picture over there. Like I remember <laughs> watching that so many times, but I was like a little kid. I knew it was funny, but mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily get it, like or the art of it. So I just wasn't really thinking that deep into it. Oh, and speaking to somebody from that movie, R.I.P. to our, our man John Witherspoon, man, R. another comedian, man. That was great, man. Pops, nigga, bang, bang, <laughs> bang, bitch. You feel me? And, and also like, so with me, you know, I say inappropriate shit all the fucking time. You do, yeah, Since I the do. First day I met you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I know, I know, like with you, like tell, and I'm sure you, you damn near the same way. Like you don't really give a fuck about what you say. But have you ever been on stage? You ever been like, like I said, with jokes? You like maybe I'm just gonna leave this one out tonight because I don't want, or you just like I don't give a fuck. I'm saying this no matter what the reception comes off of. Yeah, well now I kind of just say whatever now, just because like it sometimes it don't come down to you if a crowd laugh or not. Like mm-hmm. I've done a show on a Sunday and killed it and did, did the same jokes on a Wednesday and saw like five, 60 year olds there and be like, this is going to be a rough night. <laughs> They're not going to laugh at any of these. <laughs> like, so sometimes it is on the crowd, like, but you got to learn how to get around that for, for the most part. That's the, I feel like that's the part that makes you a professional, right? Yeah. You know, okay, nigga, let me just adjust this a little yeah. bit for this crowd. And, and being that we are in Arizona and in Phoenix, man, we know that this is a very white state. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure that you have a lot of shows where it's probably just mostly white crowds and shit. So, or I don't know if you have or haven't. Yeah, I think 
but I don't think I've ever had like a majority like other than white crowd, honestly. Uh, no, I did a show in Mesa and it was hella black folks there. It was like the blackest crowd I ever performed there. That shit was a good time though. <laughs> right? But, yeah, for the most yeah, but usually it's just a bunch of white folks here, yeah. It, it, do you feel weird like like I said, saying black jokes and do you feel like, man, I'm a, if I talk about certain shit, they just ain't gonna get it and it's gonna go or you like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring them into my world and make them get it. Do you? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I grew up like in Maryville and shit, so like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure none of them like really like grew up like that. Mm-hmm. But the way I say it, like, I feel like they could kind of. Yeah, I feel like they could still like stick with it and understand where I'm coming from mm-hmm. when I'm telling like jokes about like my past and stuff. Yeah, right. So I was just like, okay, okay, and um. So I also wondered too about hecklers because I see I don't know about you I get on YouTube my nigga and I just go for hours just watching like comedians just going to fuck off on hecklers like even I went to one of your shows uh, oh yeah I remember dude in the yeah. fucking crowd he was, was like a like, professional heckler though so. yeah and you're like here this motherfucker go like here this nigga too many drinks yeah. no that dude was there actually I remember that that dude was like following uh the headliner to that show like dude has like a following of hecklers like if he goes to a state like there's like some dude like against them or something and wherever he goes like they like kind of just hire hecklers to like follow him and fucking for shows sometimes is this like cripping and blood and beef it like, really is like, that like sometimes though like <laughs> yeah and yeah like he knew like that those people follow him he was like yeah this shit happens all the time and I just couldn't imagine, like, I don't... That shit makes me mad, Loki. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, nigga, people pay for this, yeah. guys. You're just going to ruin people's times, yeah. like... Dave Landau's a trooper, though. Like, dude, oh. he he handled it better than I could. Like, I still... I've never had to deal with a heckler, so I don't really... Oh, I've had, like, drunk white ladies, like, get too loud up front, but, like, I don't really consider that heckling. Like, that's you making yourself part of the show. Now I get to say something about it. Right? And that <laughs> making my job easy. You just gave me five more minutes of material, <laughs> yeah. bitch, because you want to be faded out here. <laughs> and, I, and I know you... um so I know you travel and do your comedy all over the place, and I know you go to, like, L.A. is probably one of the yeah. uh, main places you go. Um, so Phoenix is a major city as well, but what do you see, like, the differences? Because, you know, L.A. is a fucking powerhouse when it comes to damn near everything, fashion, music, comedy. Yeah. How do you feel like the scene is out there compared to, like, when you do comedy shows out here? Um, I still <laughs> love probably doing shows in Phoenix more. Um, just the... I, I don't know if I can say it, but, like, a lot of the comics are better. Like, mm-hmm. that was uh, one of, like, the huge things when I first started doing shows out there. Like, and I've, like, talked to a bunch of comics about this now. Like, mm-hmm. you just think, like, L.A. is, like, this big, scary place. And, like, if you go up there and bomb, like, it's fucking over. Mm-hmm. But then you watch a couple people that, like, moved there to do comedy. And you're like, Damn. This thing's not that good. I can mm-hmm. probably pull this shit off. <laughs> and that was, like, the probably, like, the big like confidence boost I needed like just going out there and realizing like these people aren't like all stars like some of these people are just like still figuring out comedy too they just Mm -hmm. decided to go for it first Mm -hmm. so like LA like I like going to LA and I like hanging out there and doing the shows there but still I love telling doing jokes in Phoenix like the comics out here are amazing like we got some really good dudes out here Mm -hmm. and I feel like if they had the opportunity that other people did they would be just as big yeah and speaking of, again, going just adding on to what you're saying, do you, uh, again, this ain't no hater shit, because this ain't no hater podcast. We don't do that shit over here, bro. We try to be peace and love to everybody. But we also call motherfuckers out for the shit that they do. Do you also see comedians and certain comedians you're like, 
because again, it's almost like, do you approach it almost like a sport as well? Kind of like, you know, when you see somebody playing football, basketball, you're like, I know I'm better than that nigga, and they probably shouldn't be there. And do you ever feel that way? Like when it comes to comedy, like, yeah, you ain't got to name nobody just in case you work no. with these motherfuckers later. But no. do you see people like, man, how the fuck did you get that big? No, not really. Like, because I understand the grind now. Like, mm -hmm. in sports, like, it's so competitive, but. Comedy is like inclusive. Like if you do a joke and you like running bits or something, and somebody you don't know is like, "Hey, this might work a little better." Like we all just try to help each other out, like to That's tell the best jokes. Like if somebody's trashing football and I see they tell, I'm not gonna tell them what they tell is. I mean, he's that shit against them when I play them. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like this is all competing, but in comedy, like, nah, we all pretty much for the most part trying to help each other out. It's more of like a family. Yeah, you know, the competition ain't. Is there as as thick no, as it is? In it's like a and shit. it's like like a fraternity thing. We all understand how hard this shit is to do and how much we putting ourselves out there going on stage. Mm. And like, I'm not like I wouldn't shit on anybody like even going for it like for the first time. So like I I would try to help out anybody that went on stage. Right. But in sports, yeah, I wouldn't really compare it to sports just because I mean like it's a grind and it's hard. But um, usually like we try to help each other out and it's pretty inclusive. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I'm just being real. Like, there's just certain comedians I see, like, for example, Amy Schumer. Yeah, some comedy <laughs> It's just when I see her, I'm just like, again, I'm sure there's a whole demographic of people. I'm not the epitome of what's funny and what should be funny. Yeah. But I just see her, and I'm just like, again, not saying that you're not funny. I'm like, how are you, like, she shuts down arenas. Yeah. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, I wouldn't say, like, comics that suck in L.A., like, because, like, they don't suck. Like, there's tons of people that, like, kill I just don't get their comedy. Like, it just don't hit me the same way other people's do. Mm -hmm. So that would probably be, like, the better word. Like, it just hits. It don't hit me, like, the way other comics do. Like, they just, I just don't get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. I just be sitting there like, Mm. Yeah. But again, I'm like, this is how white people was feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm black shit. Like, I, don't, I don't get it. So I was like, okay, I guess. So. Do you have, like, a favorite crowd? Like, a, any a favorite city or a favorite crowd do you like? Like performing in front of, or you like, I really just don't give a fuck. No, just put them in front of me and I'm gonna tell my jokes. But I still love telling jokes in Phoenix, like, mm -hmm. regardless of if people I even know are there, I just like telling jokes at home and seeing, like, just the city. Like, I just like being going around town and just telling jokes in Phoenix. Okay. It does, does it fuck up? <laughs> does it fuck with your, uh, like outside of the shit, does it fuck with like your uh, like relationship problems and shit, or like even like interactions with other people? Does everybody like, hey nigga, say something funny? Oh my god! Or bitches be like, hey, hey, I saw you at the show. Can you say something funny? Yeah, like, bitch, like. that's like if I would have known, I would get would have gotten asked to say something funny like as much as I do, and I'm. Like, I'm sure, like, bigger people don't have to deal with it, but I know when you first start and, like, people are like, ah, nigga, you're not funny. Tell a joke. Like, if you're at the barbershop, like, you got to deal with that shit all the time. Like, if you yeah, at I'm work. for a fade, yeah. <laughs> Like, barber being in a chair was like, this nigga tell jokes. And then every nigga in there, like, say something funny, nigga. And I'm all like, dog, like, I I'm trying to get lunch and y'all holding this up. Like, I'm not trying to be here for five hours. <laughs> but then, like, yeah, it's, that's probably the go-to whenever somebody finds out you do stand-up. Tell a joke. You're not funny. You funny? Like, it's... <laughs> this is like, you know this is a different situation. <laughs> yeah. And the other one that you get all the time is, it was like, you should make a joke out of this. And it's just like somebody having some shit that happened at their job. I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, like, <laughs> that I don't life. know your personal <laughs> life, but I can make that funny <laughs> in my shit. Like, okay. <laughs> that shit reminds me of fucking uh, Eddie Murphy when that nigga was talking about... Uh, 
Will motherfuckers be saying his jokes at work? He's like, yeah. <laughs> then he said a goody goo goo. It's like, nah, nigga, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Leave that to the professionals, bro. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, too, like, because, uh, again, you said Martin earlier for your stand-up, but who are, like, your top five comedians all time and why, too? Now, don't give me a list. You got to tell me um, why. They, you're Martin, it would be, like, Martin, I'm not really doing it, like, in order. Okay, yeah. Martin, really. because... Um, it was like the first comic. Like I was a little kid, and I was like, "This shit is amazing! Like this is hilarious!" Mm. And I just always like laughing. So like Martin was like the first one that came into my life, sorta. So oh. it would be Martin. Um, shit, like I'm trying not to. There are gonna be some problematic people on list on this list, please. So uh, yes. stick with me. Um, Louis, I'm sorry, that nigga's hey. funny. <laughs> like you pull your dick out wherever you want to, Louis. If it's your rule, pull your dick out. Man. Like I get it. Keep right. your dick in your pants. The nigga was funny, though, for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Louis, he was just... Can we touch on that for a quick second before you go? Why the fuck is that a problem? And why is Louis in trouble for that? Because uh, I've heard this shit... Do we have time to unpack all this shit? Just a quick, um, just a quick, like, what you think, man? Because this is a part of your, so, you know, your so, you know, fraternity and shit, so... I mean, if a dude asks if he could jerk off in front of you and you don't answer, that's a no to me. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think that's the problem, like... They didn't answer. I think it's a yes to me. (laughs) 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 If you didn't say no. And and that's, I mean, that's problematic. Like, (laughs) hey. (laughs) And so, like, to me, a no answer is a no. That's what my mom used to always say. Like, (laughs) if I say, if I asked her, can I go this place, and she didn't give me an answer, that means I wasn't just going to walk out and go there. Like, I would get my ass beat. And. That's like, but you but, in his room though. Don't even see it changes up when you ain't like, bitch. It's nighttime. You in my room, and I would have pulled my dick out now and do some weird shit. Yeah, now. but that What's was just like. On? But I think they just wanted to chill and talk comedy. Like if mm-hmm. motherfucker, I I met Kevin Hart or something. Then it was like, hey, you want to kick it? We about to like eat and to kill him, chill in my hotel room, mm-hmm. and they can start pull his dick out. Like it's the same thing. I'd be like, nigga, what the hell are you doing? You would have <laughs> said, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you would have been. <laughs> I'm out, <laughs> all right, and then I'm gone. Like, it seemed like, from what I heard from the story, it seemed like they just kicked it. Like, they was just, just like, like, offended. Well, just I, there, I like, think, <laughs> like, it's just shock. Like, you have, like, a person you look up to just got their dick in their hand, and you're just like, what the hell just happened right now? Like, this shit is wild. And I felt <laughs> Yeah, I heard he warned them first. I heard he said, like, hey, I'm about to pull my dick I, out. <laughs> I think the, shock, the initial shock would just have people just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, right. I feel like you'd be a little frozen from the initial shock. So, yes, that's number two still. I think it's problematic, but I hey. <laughs> um, uh, three, John Mulaney. He's the funniest dude in the world right now to me. Um, dude I is, yeah, story. John Mulaney, like, Dude could tell the story. He just lived it. Like, he's just at the top of the game. Like, John Mulaney's like that dude. Um, Dave, obviously. Uh, Dave Chappelle, just, he was just in my growing up. Like, and, like, and, and not to catch you off going back to John, is it stand up or is it writing or is it just a mixture of just everything? Dude does everything. I mean, like, he created some of the best sketches on uh, SNL when he was writing there. Um, and then his stand-up, like, he's been doing it for so long. And that's whose radio, I, like, when I was just listening to people's Pandora comedy, mm-hmm. I would probably just look up John Mulaney and then just put that in Pandora and just listen to everything that was that. Right. And he just has some of the best bits, like, of all time. Right. Um, yeah, Dave, uh, he was in my youth. That was when I was just 
pretty much becoming a person. <laughs> and All of Dave, us around that age, yeah, like, like, Dave Chappelle impacted yeah, you in some like, way. Like Dave created a show where the next day everybody in school talked about it. Like that's that's kind of iconic. <laughs> and um, yeah, like just the dude that you quoted with your boys all day at lunch is just. <laughs> I don't think there's ever really been another show that I could think of, at least from my high school. Like it's shows that everybody watched Fresh Prince Martin and all that. Yeah. But like quoted and like I'm Rick James, bitch. Yeah. Like I don't <laughs> think I've ever heard that so many fucking times. Yeah, like I like me and my boy Nate, uh, what up Nate Delafield? Uh, me and my boy Nate, um, we used to just quote like his uh stand ups to each other like all day at school. Like like I, I I don't even know how many times that nigga said what the fuck is juice to me. Like <laughs> like it has been like a million times we used to say that shit to each other. Like <laughs> uh, Dave Chappelle is my yearbook quote. <laughs> it's sometimes cute conversations better pickles. That's what it was. And uh <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, so Dave and um right now like I know he's still super young, but Gerard Carmichael, like dude is I like it's weird. I like Gerard Carmichael and I like this show. I'm sure did you Oh you yeah, the Carmichael show? show? Yeah, it's hell good. Is based on you know he from North Carolina yeah. and shit. So I was like, I fuck with this. And it just it was weird because on the show it was like you're not f- really that funny. Yeah. But on his stand-ups, I was like, this shit is gold. Yeah. Like, the way he tells jokes, like his pace, his delivery, like I don't think there's anybody that does tells jokes like him right now. Yeah. And that's like the way, the places his brain goes. Like Gerard is mad funny. Like I think I was just watching him yesterday actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude is hella funny. So that would probably be five right now. But I feel like it's just like an ever-changing list like right. i could have said like patrice i could have said tom segura like i could have like said so many people like it's kind of just like an ever-changing list now it's hard it's like asking your top five rappers <laughs> yeah like, hey, it's like depending <laughs> on how i'm feeling that yeah. day i've been I, my list is almost similar like i said my top five is dave and of course just because the niggas is witty oh yeah just <laughs> on point with shit all the time and like i said this last sticks and stones one was like this is probably one of the best standups I've ever seen in my life. And it was just like, it's weird. It's like, he's like, it's a lot of comics that, especially at least on his big enough platform that they don't want to touch certain things. You know, oh, right yeah. now everybody's like, oh, I'm fucking scared. And I feel like Dave's just like, nigga, I'm rich. Yeah. And I'll say whatever the fuck I want. I turned out 50 million for a show. I'll say whatever the fuck I want to on this stage. And I, I think, fuck with it. I think Dave, like, he did the best that figuring out is not what you say, it's how you say it. And... Um, and my whole thing is like I could say a bunch of stuff as long as like I'm not mean like mm-hmm. the, just like this whole thing in comedy is like never punch down mm-hmm. and I mean he's rich now so he's been like if he's punching he's probably punching down mm-hmm. usually now but like for the most part like if you just stay if you don't punch down and you're always making jokes about uh, <laughs> making jokes about like shit that other people would understand and mm-hmm. always stay punching up you should be pretty good and that's how he started and he kind of has always stayed on that pace okay it was so we got dave we got i got patrice this is my second because i've t- when it comes to relationships you mad at your girl and you like bitch this is what i think sit down and just watch this perfect Patrice perfect. is like one of those people like the second i see him i start funny uh like laughing like i think i was watching the office and he just showed up and he didn't even say shit yet and He's i just like started funny. laughing just because i knew something funny was about to happen i was watching the office the other day and nigga was just looked at michael's like what is wrong with you and i just heard me <laughs> just the way he said it was just like yeah because i'm feeling the same way 
Like Patrice is R.I.P. to Patrice. Like I said, <laughs> awesome. Eddie Murphy. I feel like Eddie was, of course, he's in this room a couple times. Yeah. It's just like Eddie to me was like the first rock star. Oh, yeah. And I'm really yeah. interested to see his Netflix special. I don't know. Right? It's been years. Like, I don't know if it's going to be bad. Like, I don't know. Like, I couldn't even imagine, like, being that rich and then being able to do stand-up. Like, I'm a broke boy. Like, I know how to do stand-up now because, like, I just know how to talk about those things. I wouldn't know how to talk about being Eddie Murphy rich. That shit sounds crazy. And he was saying that in the <laughs> riding across the comedians. He's like, I don't know what I could talk about. It's like, nigga, your life, everything. You're like, he's like, oh yeah, I used to hang out with uh, the rap. Pa- I used to hang out with like uh, Frank Sinatra, Sammy David, like back. Yeah. Then, like, nigga, who has stories like that? Yeah. Just tell you, it's like a senior hall. I don't know if you'd have seen his. His stand-up that he has oh, on Netflix. Nuh-uh. It's funny, bro. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's funny. And it's basically the same thing. It's like, nigga, you so famous. You've been around all these people. Yeah. Just tell us your <laughs> fucking life. Um, George Carlin, like I said, just one of the first white dudes I ever heard just say, like, ridiculous shit and say it about other white people. Oh, yeah. I never heard that <laughs> shit before. And somebody that was political and shit and talked about, like, different shit like that. And George Carlin, like, he's just a good example of like it's never too late like he got started late and mm-hmm. like he was like a late bloomer he was probably always fucking hilarious but he didn't really start until he was like much older than people like there are people starting to do stand-up at like 17 18 like even younger than that shit now and george carlin got into it late so it's never too late right. if you want to do it go for it right. bernie <laughs> mac that's the one that's going to me bernie was that uncle that everybody wants to talk to you ain't even like stand-up funny. you just like in your presence is just funny. Your stories, your yeah. timing, everything is just perfect. And again, every time I watch the Kings of Comedy, I'm like, none of you niggas could have followed him. Nah, he, had he had to, to go, go last because it would have been a fucking rap, bro. It like, would have been. I couldn't even imagine. Like that was the perfect order. Like the way he closed that thing out. Like it would have been just niggas sitting there mad. Like that was that would be an example of following a nigga that killed it and it just not going well. Because <laughs> like Bernie, he crushed it and it would have just been tough for everybody. We're not saying that <laughs> said and DL and uh Steve ain't great. Yeah. But bruh, when it came to that that shit, that boy Bernie was that guy, yeah. bro. So and it said shout out and R.I.P. to Bernie Mac, man. And like I said, so right now, y'all, uh, we're gonna take a little quick little intermission and shit. So we gotta do some technical things. And sorry about that bullshit y'all heard going off in the background, my man. Yeah, was you got to me talk in, right here. You got me in the hood. Yeah, y'all shits and dogs barking <laughs> and shit going off. Niggas, oh shit. But, hey, we my car be- better be outside when I get out there. <laughs> Shit gonna be all bricks and shit, dude. All right, we gonna be right back, though. So y'all don't go nowhere, bro. We'll be right back here in a couple minutes, man. What it do? So we back again, and we just switch the topics up a little bit. So uh, got the homie Aaron Edwards up in here, and where we? So we both are sports fanatics. We both love sports, and we actually met each other at was playing football in college, and also our engineer Diamond. We all met at the same college, Arizona Western. Shout out to Arizona Western. Shout out A Dub. Hey, now we're all the ratchet shit went down. You feel me? <laughs> so we all hoop fans and we all football fans. So we're gonna talk real quick about this sports shit. We're gonna talk about some NFL, some NBA shit. Some of this news is positive. Some of this news is musty as fuck. <laughs> so we're just gonna jump into the musty shit. So, bro, I gotta ask you now about this shit that just went down with Miles Garrett, bro. So, if y'all don't know the motherfucking story, Miles Garrett is a defensive end that plays for the Cleveland Browns. And they had a game against with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And they got this bitch ass quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry. This quarterback, <laughs> Mason Rudolph, or is that his last name? Rudolph? Yeah. 
Mason Rudolph, and uh, they got into a little squirmish at the end of the game, and uh, this nigga Miles Garrett bitch slapped this nigga with his own helmet. Ain't never seen shit like it. Never seen no shit like that. That's some <laughs> boss shit, actually. I like to say. <laughs> and uh, right, I see that shit on NFL Street and shit. So I just wanted to know, man, what was your take on that shit? Like, how did you um, feel about that? I thought that whole shit was raggedy, honestly. Um, <laughs> I was like, this this shit is just poverty. Like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> um, I mean, it was just, it was so dumb. Like all of it. Like Rudolph. I mean, he's like a. He's like a big old MAGA dude, so you kind of expect like that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And Miles Garrett, like I honestly like watched a couple of his games, and he he's not a dirty player. He just do dirty shit sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like he just play after the whistle. He's not like trying to hurt people. He's just mm-hmm. like a nigga that goes hard. And it's football, man. yeah. <laughs> this is happening. And like that whole thing was just like raggedy. I mean, like he's saying that Rudolph says some shit now, and <laughs> nigga. <yeah. laughs> I'll put your ass out too, Mason. But like at the same time, Miles Garrett like had a tweet a couple years ago. He was all like, "If we should say it, everybody should be able to say it." So like, I kind of don't fuck with him either. Like, it's just shitty dudes all around. Yeah, I, damn, that was a tweet he put out. Yeah. Oh, shit, Miles. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it was in a fight, and to me, like with the the whole shit is like. Everybody's like, man, you shouldn't have been going. First of all, all the announcers out there, Stephen A., everybody that everybody, the, yeah, only calling, pers- the only person whose side I was really on in the whole day was Pouncey. Like, Pouncey. That nigga Pouncey blacked yeah, out, nigga. <laughs> Pouncey, his quarterback guy hit, and he did what all offensive linemen do. Protect, I get paid yeah. to protect you, nigga. Yeah, so and, I'm going to protect you. And he went straight up putting paws on him and just. Acting like he was just a regular nigga in the street at that point. I think he went WWE. He was kicking <laughs> niggas like the fucking like stone cold nigga. I was like, and God like, damn. And like, and we've always known that about the pants, the pounces. I mean, they rolled with Aaron Hernandez even after they found out he murdered they that got niggas. Bodies. Like, <laughs> so like, I like I expected that of them, but like finally seeing like they don't just talk about it. Like they with the shits, and Pouncey mm-hmm. is the only person I was really not on surprised. His side. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I'm not surprised you're doing that. <laughs> I was like, Pouncey's the only person that's kind of meeting the reaction the right way. Like, right. if one of my boys got hit in the helmet with a, uh, uh, hit the head with a helmet, you like. You playing, I see one of y'all get hit, yeah. we're scrapping. Like, maybe. I don't care what you said, honestly. Like, it's a fight now. Like, yeah. you might be in the wrong. I will find that out right later. later. Yeah, we'll find that out later <laughs> in the locker room. Right now, nigga, we scrapping, bro. And, and I don't like how everybody, like, Stephen A., all these motherfuckers making it seem like, first of all, nobody talks about, again, how homie tried to rip his helmet off yeah. first. And again, anybody that's ever played football, everybody in this room has, so y'all know. <laughs> Nigga, if I'm trying to rip your helmet off, that means I'm trying to get it off so I can do fucked up things to your face. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I want to get your helmet off. But again, he tried to take the helmet off the wrong nigga. He's yeah. like, oh, this is what we doing, bitch? Yeah. Let me get your helmet. And I'm going to beat the shit out you with it. And everybody stopped acting like... And, and Damon Woodley, hey, bro, you dope. I fuck with you. But that was some fuck shit you said, too. <laughs> making it seem like, oh, he's defenseless. He's just a quarterback. That nigga is 6'5", 240 fucking pounds. <laughs> he's a grown-ass, big-ass man. Fuck that. I think, like, I think once Miles Garrett met the same energy and took his helmet off when he was trying to take his helmet off, mm-hmm. I think, like, that was a tie. Like, leave the energy at that. Like, mm-hmm. once he upped the energy... <laughs> Is when we were like, all right, we on a different level now. Right. And then Pouncey had to up the energy from there. And then, like, everything just turned into chaos. That's right. When everybody just kept trying to crank it up more and more. <laughs> like I said, man, 
Oh no! Nah. Like the second he hit him, because Garrett was behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Pouncey was behind. The, all, the other offensive lineman had Miles Garrett, and then Pouncey. So Pouncey had like the perfect view of his quarterback getting mm-hmm. hit in the head. So he like saw all of it, and that's what just set him off. Like the second he saw him get hit in the head with that helmet, he was like. So we're taking this to the streets now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when he just rushed Garrett. Like, Garrett was getting rushed by two dudes. Pouncey was the only one throwing punches, though. Like, the other dude was just trying to separate. Right, right, yeah. Up, yeah. And Pouncey was like, while you holding him, I'm getting I'm these. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting these off. <laughs> he was like, you can, ride a, you can be the mediator. I'm not mediating shit. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> technically, at that point, isn't Garrett in the right? He was technically three yeah. of them, like, two. I don't see nothing wrong with what he did. <laughs> Everybody say, oh, bro, you did too much. There, to me, is no such thing as too much in a fight. No, nigga, if I slap you in the face and you pull your pistol out and shoot me, hey, nigga, I don't think that's overreacting. That's I should have slapped the nigga in the yeah. face. Cause. I just called the whole thing raggedy, honestly. That's why I just called it that. I was just like, everybody just kept upping the energy and making shit worse. With eight seconds left in a football game, by the way. Like, right. take y'all asses home. You rich. Like, go home. Right? I'm not trying to fight nobody. Yeah. Right? I'm, I'm rich. Like, I just played a whole football game with 200-pound niggas hitting me all day. Like, Changing I want this shit to, to be over. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to fight nobody. <laughs> like, bro, so sorry, NFL. We don't have a lot of great topics to talk about y'all motherfuckers today. But, like I said, we are going to jump ship and talk about this NBA shit. Best so, like, everybody know I'm a motherfucking Lakers fan. Shout out, Laker Ganger. Don't bang at all, nigga. Shout out, even though I really don't fuck with LeBron, but that's another time for another thing. But, uh, we doing really good right now, man. So, I just want to ask you, where do you see the Lakers ending this year, and what, what, how do you think we going to end up, man? I think the Lakers going to win it all, and, unless something, like, catastrophic happens to, like, Anthony Woo! Davis. But I, like I think this season is just going to still be fun. Like, Boston's way better than I thought they would be. I don't think yeah, the Lakers sure. are just going to have, like, run through everybody. Yeah, I think it's just going to be a fun, good playoff series for once. And because we kind of all knew the end game for the last couple of years. And I didn't hate it. Like, the Warriors were fun as fuck to watch. But yeah. now, like, it's fun, like, just not knowing what's going to happen, honestly. That just right. seems like a good time. <laughs> right. It is it's good not knowing what has happened and when my team is one of the people that can make something happen now. Because <laughs> last year, just the last couple of years, just depressing being a Lakers fan. <laughs> I was going like, to say, man. it's been a couple of years now. <laughs> yeah, we, we, need, we, need a, we need some wins, bro. And, like, you can tell, like, even when I'm in L.A. now, you like, the energy out there is different when the Lakers are good. So, like, everybody just is in a good mood. I mean, unless you, like – a fan of a different team living in LA, like like the bitch ass Clippers. I knew that was gonna happen. You already man. know that's coming. <laughs> hey, hey, fuck y'all, huh? Don't yeah, y'all are the B team forever, nigga. Like, what the fuck? I like I said, and it's crazy because I like a lot of the players on that squad. Like I fuck with Kawhi. I've been following him since college. Like I fuck with Paul George, but it's yeah. just like, bro, just all y'all coming together and wearing that jersey, just. Uh. <laughs> I, it's a. It's fun for L.A., honestly, like having yeah. those two out there and then LeBron and A.D. And it's just like an exciting time for everybody in L.A. I mean, like the Lob City Clippers were exciting, but they weren't like great. Like this team isn't as excited as the Lob City Clippers, but mm-hmm. they just a better ass team. Like they they got the same coach. Doc Rivers is still killing it. But like mm-hmm. it's just a good time to be in L.A. Right. Right. And and uh, so you already answered uh, who gonna win the whole thing. So I'm wondering to you, who you see winning the MVP this year? That's like another one of those things where this is the closest race. Like mm-hmm. because um, 
Russ about to split the votes for Harden, so it's not going to be those two no more. I mean, Harden's balling this year, even though they he plays. The wins. Yeah, if but getting the wins with his stats, I feel like yeah. you would be kind of. A I mean, like I, I got a love hate relationship with Houston. Like I love hoop, <laughs> and I love that Harden's just putting up numbers. But I feel like I'm at like. Um, Every time I watch them, it just don't feel right. I y'all, feel like, y'all niggas just aren't there. It's just, you just, yeah. I just don't like that, like, form of basketball, I guess. Just, like, and they got ISO in and then just shoot a bunch. And, I mean, he good, but I feel like whenever I'm watching them, I'm just stuck watching a pyramid scheme or some shit. Like, I feel like I'm watching a Ponzi scheme. This is not going to work out, man, people. I know it's not. I don't know how it's going to fall apart. But I feel like he wants apart. my money, and I'm not going to get nothing in return for it. Like, no. and, but he good. But mm-hmm. I think, like, Kawhi is not going to play enough games. Mm-hmm. If Steph didn't get hurt, I think he was going to have a great season. The Warriors are going to keep getting blown out, though. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he would have won. Like, it's just, like, an open race. But I think. Shit, like, it's so close for everybody. I think Giannis might end up winning it again. (laughs) Like, he's been crushing it this year, and they still, like, just as good. So I think Giannis might be able to pull back-to-back. But I just – I don't see Harden being able to do it because Russ is on his team now. Do you see them trying to give it to LeBron? Um, Could you see him winning it in his 17th year? I feel like the media loves that motherfucker so much. And if he does play some defense this year, we do end up making a good – I feel like they might fuck around trying to give that motherfucker the MVP. Dude's like he's – he's been playing like 2014. Well, not 2014 LeBron, but like he's playing great again. And you can tell he's healthy. Like he looked kind of overweight last year. And you can tell like his growth is fucked up. But like – yeah, dude's balling, and he's locking niggas down when they need to. And mm-hmm. I think having AD around made him want to play de- uh, defense because um, if you're not going to ass, yeah, because Anthony Davis, like he could lock anybody on the court down. And I think like LeBron would have, people would have noticed that gap. Like this dude's trying, and LeBron well, actually nobody gave a fuck because yeah. nigga, who else on the team? Nigga, I don't yeah. need to do shit. Now it's like, hey, nigga, you got somebody else that can make your ass look bad. Yeah, you step that up. So I think like since AD was locking niggas down, and if AD was locking people down, and LeBron was steady getting scored on, like it would have just looked worse for him. So he just decided to finally play defense again. Right. <laughs> and since again, this is a Phoenix based podcast, we gotta ask, and you rocking this shit today. I gotta ask Flex about Chapman. these garbage ass, but not garbage this year. <laughs> Suns, man. The Suns are fun as fuck this year, man. (laughs) He's like, shout out to the Suns, man. (laughs) The Suns fun as hell. I did not expect this. But, man. Do you see uh, them making the playoffs? um, I would have said no like a couple weeks ago, but... I didn't expect the Blazers to beat his ass, honestly. And it's funny. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> but we gonna finish up with this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, now that the Blazers is trash, and they was in the Western Conference Finals last year, like, I wouldn't rule it out. Like, the Pelicans, like, I don't think they're going to make it this year. So, yeah, I really think the Suns can make it in the West. The Warriors, like, that's already – I just named, like, three teams that were in the playoffs last year. That's not going to be. Yeah. So, Warriors somebody got it. They got to have eight. So, I think the, I think the Suns are going to be able to pull it off. <laughs> that was even wild, this thing of how a, a few months can change. Like, the Warriors went from nigga not getting shit to the Suns and might make the goddamn playoffs. And just a the NBA months. is wild. And I've, I had a feeling, like, once everybody, like, the free agency shit, Russ, KD, and Kyrie going to Brooklyn, like, I was like, this season's just going to be wild in general. And it has not disappointed. I knew the Suns oh. needed a point guard, and Rubio's been killing it, and I didn't know he was going to make them this much better. But mm. Book took a leap this year, and the team just looked hella good. 
Which I'm glad he took a leap after that shit that went down in the summer. Yeah. I was kind of looking at him like, nigga, you better ball this shit yeah. with that bullshit. Don't double team me, guys. <laughs> the fuck kind of shit I is mean, that? if somebody double team me and pick up, I'm going to get kind of mad. But, like, I know NBA player. If I'm like, De- yeah, if I'm Devin Booker, I'm not because you see that shit yeah. all the time. Yeah, like, but if I'm in the corner and two niggas double, double me at LA Fitness, I'm going a, I'm to a have some thoughts. I'm not going to say that shit out loud with cameras <laughs> on me. But, like, after... We work with we'll their ass. I'm gonna be like, hey, uh, what y'all think is doing? Why y'all doubling me, dog? Right. So I can see like his beef, but I wouldn't have said that shit on camera. Right. <laughs> and it's also like it's a respect thing. You already know it's just like playing football, basketball. They yeah. put two, three niggas on you. Like, all right, I'm cold. Uh, yeah, I already yeah. know what it is. Like, it's like if niggas are at the. It's pretty much like if niggas are at LA Fitness and you play like a two, three zone or something. Like y'all niggas playing zone, like. <laughs> You heard a man the fuck up. Hey, y'all walk off the court. <laughs> if any nigga, any LA fitness, YCF, any fucking gym, and y'all niggas is playing zone, I will walk out the fucking gym. Kill yourself, bro. Zone is uh, for cowards. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we were just talking about uh, you, you hit on Portland, man, and how they do it. So that was my next question with y'all. Like, what do you think they need to do to get out of this slump, bro? And do you think, like, Carmelo, you think that nigga's gonna help the team, hurt the team? What do you think? That's I mean, be? at this point, it couldn't hurt. I mean, Yurkic is still hurt, so like that's like the best big man. And Hassan Whiteside is just there, being that there. Like lazy, he's just not good. It's just <laughs> weird because I see spurts where he's like, "Damn, bro, you could be." And then I just see like he just looks uninterested. My nigga, like I'm just out here. I mean, he got that money and decided he didn't want to play basketball no more, which is the dream. Like, that's the Bynum go-to. Like, Bynum is the king of that shit, and I will always respect it. Oh, my like, God. But, like, Whiteside got paid, and he was all like, this basketball shit ain't for me. Right, Man, Bynum. I'm also $40 million richer, so Bynum I'm going to just paid, stand on this court. <laughs> and that nigga got the Andrew Frederick Douglass haircut. Yeah. Nigga said, I ain't doing shit, nigga. Bynum is the paycheck king, and I will always respect getting a paycheck and not wanting to do your job no more. Right, you helped us get a ring, nigga. So, <laughs> hey, bro, I can't. Hey, do what you want, my do, do you, bruh? And I'm not saying, do you think Carmelo will have, like, a decent – do you think this is going to be Carmelo's last year? And if so, do you think, like, do you think he'll probably come back next year? Or do you think this is his last hurrah? I hope that if this is his last year, like, he gets to decide it's his last year. Mm-hmm. I don't want the NBA to decide because Carmelo was always one of my favorite players. But he was washed. Like, you can't really get around it. Like, he was washed up. and But he's, like, he's gotten better, like, progressively since he got back. Like, I, was, I wasn't going to have, like, too much into that first game just because he didn't play for a year in the NBA. Like, he was going to be he a little out, yeah, he was gonna be out of shape. Like, he was playing against air at fucking Planet Fitness and shit. Like, mm-hmm. that's a little different than getting back down by fucking – like have a dame coming at you or some right, shit like up and down yeah. Game, yeah for sure yeah so like i still just give him time but if this is his last year i hope it's his decision but i want him to come back i like when carmelo's playing that's what's up <laughs> and i'm gonna say is there anybody else that can be added on to portland that you think would be like say if carmelo wasn't on team somebody else that you could say like man if they played on the squad that fucking portland bro would be the niggas would probably be champions and Champions course, is tough, but I would have liked to like contenders at least, like really serious contenders. Um, I go back to the Suns. Like I think if they got Ubre, like Kelly Ubre or somebody like that, because they need a wing, I think like they would just be much better just based off that. Mm-hmm. Like if they just had somebody like Ubre or like Bradley Beal with Lillard, I love McCollum, but I just think Bill's like just dying out there in. DC, and I just want to see him on a really good team. Is John Wall's career is over, bro? Is 
speaking of bills, I just want to, again, these are questions I didn't even ask. Like, I just had to ask. Like, John Wall, another North Carolina nigga, I'll fuck with you. And I never was sold on him because I always told people, my homie's like, bro, he's nice. Like, years ago, he's like, he's nice. I was like, first of all, when the nigga came out digging on the first game, I was already like, eh. Yeah, but that was like when that shit was like it's hot though. College like, though, yeah. This is grown man league, buddy. You yeah, can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, it was grown man league, but that was like when Kentucky was sending nineteen year olds and shit to the to NBA the like Booker for like three years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like so he was acting like a child because he was a rich child at that point. Like right. if you would have gave nineteen year old me millions of dollars, I would have be been ratchet that. as fuck. Teach me how to do it. Teach me how to do it. Same shit. <laughs> I just like I just sad to see like I always said that he was good, but he's one of those players like like I looked at like LeBron and certain people was like you're not really super skilled, but you're dumb athletic. Yeah, and that's the thing that sets you apart from people. But if you ever lose the athleticism, my guy, uh, that's like a lot of like the explosive guards. Like I can't even imagine what the end of Russ's career is gonna look like because he can't really shoot, and but he can get to the basket whenever he wants and. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be hard to get around when he's not that athletic no more. That's why I look at somebody like Dame. It's like, bro, I can see you playing hella yeah. long because your game, even though Dame will bang on your yeah. ass, though. He really he will. will. He but, will cross you up and dunk but, on your big man. Right? But it's like his game ain't that. Yeah. You know what I mean? His game is more I could, I could get on these picks. I could shoot. I could, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why, like, and I used to say the same thing about LeBron, but he learned how to play in the post, and he will always be one of the best passers of all time. So mm-hmm. you can play for a long time if you can bang in the post and know who to pass it to every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the best thing to keep you in the league is being a good passer. Jason Kidd didn't learn how to really shoot until, like, his 14th year in the league, mm-hmm. and he was just handing out dimes. So I think, like, just being a smart passer in the NBA will get these dudes a long way. And Russ and John Wall, they move so fast and quick. Like, they still – I think, like, once they, like, get older, even though they aren't, like, young, like, once they, like, slow it down and figure out that old man game, whatever theirs going to look like. Because the only person, like, whose old man game I think is going to transition well is Steph, like – He's gonna be able to shoot forever. Like it's never gonna sit your old ass in the corner, <laughs> and we go. Ah, ah, oh, got you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I think, like in Clay, like they, they can play for a very long shooters time. Shooters can always play long. Yeah. Now. Like Ray Allen, like that nigga can probably go right now. Yeah. And join somebody's <laughs> squad and be just fine. It's like yeah, bro. If you can shoot, like I said, that's just definitely one of those things. And about passing too. I don't know about you. I'm all because I know we ain't got too much longer, but I always felt like passing was the least impressive thing to do on a basketball court. And it depends on how you do it. And everybody's like, man, like LeBron is great. And I was just like, I'm not in, I've never been, unless you're like a magic Jason, I've never been impressed with passers because I never thought it was something that was hard to do like that. I'm not saying again, you drop in a yeah. magic Johnson. I, mean, no I don't look. even, I don't mean like flashy passes. I like and shit, but like, if just I'm just like, right yeah, if I'm like doing a run at the gym and yeah, like getting buckets, like I love getting buckets, like shit is fun. Mm-hmm. But if I just like drop a couple dimes or like just drop the dime to end the game or something, like that should feel good. Like I love mm-hmm. making a good pass. Like that shit is exciting to me. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it, it is exciting. Like I said, you drop a, like I said, you drop a dime, but it's like, I don't like when like announcers make it seem like, oh my God, it's like the heart. I was like, bro, like. <laughs> It's the easiest stat to get to yeah, me. Like, I mean, if you if you put your dudes in position to like make a play, I feel like you get fifty percent of that still. Like Tom Brady throwing like a hitch to somebody that 
when he could have taken a deep ball and that dude scored like he still had to get the ball there and mm-hmm. I feel like yeah the dude got to make the play once they get it but you seeing them and putting them in the position to score is still just as good and then sometimes <laughs> I feel like people like man like like Draymond for example like man he averaged hell assists I'm like cause he plays with KD and Steph and Clay, like nigga, I'll average six, seven assists a game, nigga. You put me, like, bro, not even like, yeah, I, you're, for real. You're, I'm about to say you who, but you, we ain't NBA players. I am willing to put money if I put Aaron in a full fucking game. Hey man, your cardio, your lungs feeling good, cool. Put you out there with healthy Clay, Steph, and KD. This nigga's gonna end the game with seven, eight, maybe nine assists. Cause I mean, just hey, not no down. I got you, like. Dre, Dre's a really good passer too and yeah he got stuck with like some of the best shooters like to ever live but like just like him out of the pick and roll when the center comes up like him throwing oops at Jordan uh yeah was it Jordan Bell when he was on there he's on the Timberwolves now though but like Dre always like either knew the right, the, yeah the right knew path. who was in the corner or to throw the oop or if uh Iguodala was cutting like he knew where everybody was, where they should be, and Iggy always made uh, uh, Draymond always made the right play. Right, right. <laughs> the Warriors just put like a lot of great passes together though. Eagle Dollar's a great passer too. Like all those dudes just were unselfish, and it's easy to be unselfish when you got three of the greatest shooters of all time. Though. And, and like I said, every time I watch Draymond now, I just feel sad. Like damn, I just wanna, I just see him on Except the bench. Except Clay, if Clay be... touched that bitch, he not he not passing. Hell nah, like, you know it, when I touch this bitch, it's going up. Yeah. Like, you already know what it is, and I respect that. Energy. I do too. <laughs> you feel me? That's my energy. Like, like right, I'll pull in this bitch. You know, you know what they got me here for. Y'all bro. can be the passers. We got four passers on the court. It touched my hands. It's going up. <laughs> Bruh. Again, man. Like I said, I know we gotta get up out of here because you got shit to do. I got shit to do. But again, man, I just want to thank your ass for coming on and please bring your ass back. Oh, you know, again. I'll be back. And hey, before we get up out of here, bro, is there anything you want to shout out? Let people know. Where they can find you at? What you next show? Anything? Let them um, know. I'm kind of just uh, I kind of just want to relax in the new year, because mm-hmm. um, I know next year is probably just gonna be nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably be uh, on all fantasy everything, either the next couple months or the next couple weeks or next month. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be at the concierge um, in on Washington on the 21st Saturday. And I'm trying to probably hit a couple of L.A. trips. Probably not till the new year, though. Okay. Just trying to hunker down, get some writing done, okay. get some new jokes for the new year. All right. <laughs> Can we hit people with that shit? Y'all go check them out, man. Funny as fuck. You won't be disappointed, man. Thank you again, Aaron, for stopping by the Homies Podcast. Y'all hit the subscribe button. Y'all let everybody know. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a local crackhead to tell somebody to holler at the Homies Podcast, man. Y'all hit that subscribe button. I appreciate y'all. See y'all next week. Peace.